Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Job Hunter podcast. I'm your host Tim French and on this week's show we will be exploring the fascinating world of electronic music production. This is definitely one for all you trance and drum and bass fans out there, but for those attuned to more classical music, it'll still be a great listen. Before I give too much of the game away, sit back, relax, grab yourself a hot drink and let's jump into the episode. Welcome back to the Job Hunter podcast. This week, it's my pleasure to welcome Damien O'Brien, music producer and music production mentor to the Job Hunter podcast. Music is probably the most universal form of expression, and it allows us to convey complex emotions in a much more palatable fashion. Indeed, I've had TikTok sea shanties stuck in my head for weeks. Uh, Before we get into it, uh, Damien, why don't you Describe to us a little bit more about what exactly music production is to the uninitiated. Music production, I guess, is the balancing out, um, starting right from the from scratch, from the ideas and um, composition, um, basic laying down of ideas, to the balancing out and and um, creation of a, a full track. Um, with whatever tools and inspiration is necessary, so um, it's quite a complex thing in in its own way because you could have a lot of different elements to that process. Um, but you know, in in the basic, it's basically being able to get the ideas, the creative ideas that you've got in your head down, um, and then the whole process of putting that into something that's finished that can can be listened to, can actually be, have a form that's listened to um, for an audience. So it, it seems like quite an organic process. It doesn't seem like it's something that's, you know, linear in the sense of like a, an engineer or, you know, a doctor in that sense. Is it something that you have a set process for when you're, when you're doing that? Or I mean, obviously is it something- everyone has a, a different sort of way of looking at this. Um, I think there's a mix for me um, because there are technical elements to it. And, um, you know, like you mentioned in engineering and, you know, within actual production. So when you start to get into mixing and mastering and things like that, it is a quite a technical subject, but of course, there's a lot of creativity to it as well. Um, so um, I, I think it's the marriage of the two things that come together. Excellent. And um, so if we were to kind of diving into it day to day, what kind of stuff are you are you getting up to? Like because of lockdown, um, I'm here in my home studio uh, uh, quite often. Um, and I'm, I just bought a, uh, a tongue steel drum a little tong drum i've just started recording to put into a track um i'm writing sort of an ambient album um and then i release on labels as well so um i've just got an ep coming out in on about three days time um and then i'm finishing another track for an ep so i tend to release three to four track eps and out and work on albums as well so loads of writing Loads of production. I'm I'm very much into mixing and mastering because I'm not really I've taught it, but it's something that I actually enjoy. So I spend quite a bit of time experimenting. I think with with mixing and mastering, it always changes over the years. It's changed. 
So obviously, by the time this this episode comes out, your EP will probably be live. So I'm glad. Hopefully, we'll get the the links in the in the description. And people can listen to it for themselves. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, would you say that, that music production has been something you've always been interested in? Did you want to do this when you were a kid, or did you want it to be a, a bin man or a fireman or something instead? No, no. I was uh, I was annoying people with it when I was a child. Uh, I I I started messing around with dad's hi-fi and and just connecting different things. Um, I was interested in computers always from from an early age, and um, I started trying to record things um, that. When I was um, a few years ago, when I was a kid, it was a lot. A few years ago, a lot longer than that. When it, when I was a kid, it was harder to do. There wasn't as much. There wasn't software, so to speak, and and so there was a lot of more sort of limitations with the the hardware. Uh, and who were your kind of big inspirations? If you, you know, as a kid, in that sense, where what where do you think your style comes from? I think as a kid, I, I from from a dad, I listened to stuff like Kraftwerk and Tangerine Dream and like electronic music like that, um, early sort of electronic music. Um, but I was into punk and um, hip hop and just loads of different things. I, I really got into sort of like Warp Records stuff, like Aphex Twin. Anything with a lot of synths and, and weirdness to it has always been um, quite influential to me. So. Damon, how would you say um, music production and, and kind of music making has evolved over the course of your career? You know, what's the, been the biggest innovation that's kind of helped you as a music producer over the course of your career? Um, so as I started out, uh, VSC plugins, so plugins and software was just really starting to take off. Um, and at that time, I was using all hardware stuff like synths and, 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 and I play guitar and and bass, but like software was just kind of, you know, really not quite there. Um, I think over the last 20 odd years, that's totally changed. Um, and so now it's way more accessible for musicians, all musicians to be able to, to write from home um, with a lot of capability of being able to mix and, and record at really good quality um so there's obviously studios and hardware still has its place and um you know we we still uh, have collaboration projects and things that go on but the home studio has come on massively i think so that's made music right and more accessible for everyone you mentioned that you've you've done some collaborative collaborations and collaborative work i mean are there any kind of well-known artists that any of our listeners might have heard of that you've worked with or anyone um, particularly that stands out to you um there's uh, there's someone i've been working with who's on ninja tunes called dirty freud who i also work with um i've um i, I played after mr scruff on a on a night on a, on occasion um i tend to work with um kind of local to to this area um, musicians and, and artists um when I'm releasing, but I, I, I do collaborate every now and then on, on stuff, but in bulk of my things are really me on my own doing, doing what I do. So, um, yeah, sometimes collaborations, um, but yeah, I'm usually kind of releasing my own stuff. Obviously you mentioned it as well, that you, you play the guitar. Um, do you think that there's a set kind of idea of what a music producer is? Do you need to be someone that is really musical and that can play loads of instruments or, you know, that's been classically trained at university or anything like that? Or 
can it be a, a spotty teenager in his in his bedroom on a laptop? Is it's, it's, it's a tricky one, really, because it's just like this half of me thinks that people should actually have something to get into to write with. Um, that's certainly my background was coming from, you know, as an instrumentalist, really play keys as well and stuff like that. But, you know, there's a bit of me that thinks that, like, if someone doesn't have those skills and, and I'm blind tested on their music and it's absolutely excellent, then why should I really be caring about what their, you know, their background is? So I'm kind of torn on it. I, I, I think some of the things that we've got with the technology, the, the bad side is, is that it's too easy to be able to create, um, you know, without having any skills. But on the same hand, for people who do have skills, it's, it's moved on. So I think you have to have basic skills of being able to have some creative input into to writing. Whether that becomes whether you need to, you know, play an instrument or, or, or instruments, maybe not. And I suppose the, the strange thing about your career is the measure of success is effectively the court public opinion. You put your work out and, and you, you, you have to wait and see what people think and if they like it or not. There's no feedback in the sense of a conventional job. Is that, is that difficult or does that motivate you? Um, I, th- I think it's probably it's, it's difficult and you need the confidence to, to be able to put your stuff out there into public listening. Um, but you soon get used to that. It's like playing live. You know, as you first do this, you, you're just like, am I going to be good enough? It's confidence. Um, you also need that. So you need the audience and you need to get your stuff out there for people to listen to, to get feedback, to get signed on labels and to get people to actually, you know, know what you're doing rather than you just creating stuff from, from your bedroom. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like you can, you can find yourself not doing enough if you don't get yourself out there. And, and so you need to do it, but you do need the confidence to do it. I just encourage anyone just to actually try it out. If you don't like it, it's like live playing. If you don't like it, you'll soon know you can still do other things. You can still write from home, for example. Uh, you've, you said there, um, you know, being signed to a label, what exactly does that that mean? You know, some of the listeners out there might not be so clued up on on their terminology. What, why why are labels so important to the music industry? And what is a label? I mean, it's just, that's shifted itself in that labels now digital labels that are easily created and and a lot of people are signed. Um, but the the real advantage because you can DIY your own music and release it. Um, an aggregator like CD Baby or Reverb Nation and, and release your stuff yourself on you know, Apple Music and Spotify and stuff. But the real advantage, I think, of a label is they'll promote, if, if you've not got time to do that, they'll promote you and get you in the right circles of people that are listening to the sort of stuff that you're releasing. Um, so it's like having a manager in, in a way, someone who's dedicated to, to actually just dealing with your music um i do both I, I i do release stuff with labels but i also diy some of my stuff like my ambient stuff i tend to do albums with and so i diy it and, and you know it doesn't really need a label to to do that i do my own artwork and i do uh, i um promote it myself um but when there's things like eps being put out say they're going to be played live or played for club music or anything like that then the label can come in because they can really promote you well they get youtube playlists spotify playlists that get you know a lot of listeners on there that would take the musician a lot longer to be able to to get to that side of uh, 
Um, so, so what sort of advice would you give someone that, that wants to get signed by a label? How, how do you go about doing that? You know, I imagine if you just started out and you're, you want to be noticed, you want to be seen, it, I imagine it's an absolute minefield. Um, it's like any artist where you've got to build up a portfolio, um, you know, of your work and, and, and have something for people to listen to. Um, that's where platforms like SoundCloud um, are obviously a good way to start. Bandcamp, um, you know, but as long as you've got stuff out there and, and people can listen, you can start following threads of um, labels that are kind of releasing stuff that's similar to yours. You'll notice people may be listening to your uh, music. You can send demos out, of course, the traditional way of doing it. Um, <clears throat> it's really getting sort of a bit of networking, getting to know who else is um, releasing sort of, or in a similar situation to you, releasing similar material. Um, so that's really the way to start off. Um, and then once that starts, you can create a website, you can, you can have um, a lot of different sites, social media and so on, and, and grow your, your image from there. So sort of grow what you're doing with your music from there. And, uh, you know, how do you think music has changed? Uh, that's probably quite a broad question, but obviously music is heavily influenced by pop culture. It's heavily influenced by what's going on in the world. And obviously we've seen, you know, musical genres massively changed even the last couple of decades and the, the growth of hip hop and, and uh, a lot of more urban music. Um, where would you predict, you know, mu the music scene will go in the next 10, 20 years? Oh, that is a hard question. Um, oh, it I has ask the hard been, questions. <laughs> yeah, it has changed massively. Um, I think it's more of a, a melting pot of a lot of different styles now. Um, they used to have programs on, there was a program called The Chart Show on, on the TV, if you ever you remember it, which basically separated out, like it'd have like a rock chart, a dance chart, and, and stuff like that's not really, you, you see it, you see it done, but everything's mixed up a lot more. So... I think genres are kind of edging out. And, and it's funny because musicians are doing, what I do is releases multiple aliases and doing different styles. And I think more and more people are doing that, whereas you used to be into just one type of music. I think people are, uh, are writing more types of music because people are listening to more types of music as well. Um, where that can go next, obviously streaming media and um you know, you have the you have the access now to with like Spotify and Apple Music. You have the access to so much music now um, that it feels to me it's a little bit saturated. Like you hear things and you, and and like as soon as a uh, a style comes in, um, I, I've been listening to where they cross over soundtrack and and electronic stuff. Um, people like um, John Hopkins and um, Kelp and people like that, and that's been done so much now. Um, that you know it's saturated and so then it needs to move on and the music trade is like that it goes in trends and and I'm imagining that is going to continue on even though it's now more digital so it's more streamed um, it's given us more access I, I think those those um, trends will still carry on so if I could if you could describe to me kind of one bonus about your job and one kind of drawback you know what's what a difficult thing that you find about about your job just to give a bit of context to some of our listeners 
Um, difficult is always time. <laughs> I think it's, um, it's what anyone's going to say in a creative industry. Um, I have to work, I work as a, you know, with a full-time job in the creative industries as well. But that means that my studio time is really important to me that I actually am productive. Um, so, I, you know, I have made one or two hours per night where I need to mix or I need to write something. I've got to get on with it, um, which is fine. I'm a pretty productive person, but, you know, that's something that's really can be difficult at times with music because you've got a lot of other things going on in your life. Um, yeah, that's probably the hardest thing is, is time. And what would you is say? That one thing, question? Well, I said, well, what, what would you say the, 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 you know, the positives are? <laughs> what would you say the, the main positive? positive? The positives are so many. I think with um, being able to do something that is creative, you're going to get enjoyment. Um, and it has a weird way of um, giving you massive fulfillment, um, relaxation. Um, it, it's just such a great thing to be able to get something back off. Um, obviously, when you when you hear other people talking about it, like any art form, it's really nice if someone notices you and notices your work, and and so you know you get you can get a buzz off that playing playing live when when we will be playing again um, is is obviously something that a lot of people enjoy as well. There's a lot of enjoyment, but the, really for me, the, the the biggest thing of of it as a plus point is the actual process. I absolutely love the process of songwriting. Um, so for me, in a way, it's an addiction, but it's also a nice addiction to have in that it's something that I, I um, have put in my everyday lifestyle um, because I enjoy it so much. You know? So you talk about um, the process, but what exactly is your process? And I mean, hope this isn't like a trade secret and everyone's going to start copying this. But if you could kind of just take, break it down for us a bit, like, you know, where do you start? Because obviously it must be really hard to go, right, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to make a song. Like, it's not that simple, is it? You must have, do you use like a little thing in your head that's going round and round? Or do you, I how, do you how do you get on with it? Yeah, it's, it's always different, but I have loads of ideas um, starting off with influences. Like I might watch something or, you know, there might be something in, I know it sounds boring, but something in the news. Or, and there's so much stuff going on at the moment that I can never stop being influenced by life anyway. But um, I'll, I'll write stuff down on my, I'll put stuff in my phone, um, you know, as ideas. So right from the start, I'm thinking about just ideas that will kind of influence whether something's going to be darker or more chilled or whatever it is. Um, and, and I'll write words, you know, to, to think about that. And then I go into the studio for a session and I'll just be thinking, right, I need this kind of instrument. Um, um, if it's like a, you know, a really chilled session, I'll be thinking, well, oh, this, this is sounding nice and felty, or this is sounding, if it's a bit edgier sounding, this is dark, this is metally sounding. And that might go with some of the themes of, of what I've been thinking. So if it's something a bit of a darker thing, you know, I'm starting to think of like something that could be more cinematic and a bit more um, edgy in, in that way. So, yeah, that's how the whole process starts out. And then I don't know what happens as far as like I just go 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 with it. Um, so it's kind of unknown and it just, I just do it. Um, but that's where it starts out always by influences. So if we, if we could just divert away a bit from, from these kind of questions, um, I do a little section in the middle of my podcast called 
Tim's Three Tips, it's effectively where I ask my uh, esteemed expert guests to give some advice to our listeners that they can take away and 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 put into their everyday lives. Um, so obviously you're a music producer, you make music for a living. Um, what would you say are kind of three fundamentals or three tips you'd give to someone for creating a good piece of music? Um, you know, what's the what's the building blocks in essence? Um, three tips. Try not to become obsessed with the tools. Um, easier said than done, but we all we've all been there and all do it. And it just takes up too much time. Um, so spend the time on the music as much as you do thinking about what's used to create the music. Um, have confidence in yourself. I know that sounds like a, an obvious, you know, self-help type um, tip, but it's a it is a up and down ride the um doing something creative like like music in that you're not always going to get what you think you're going to get up from it and it changes um but you've got to stick with it and so your confidence needs to be there you'll get back um with time as long as you you know stick to it um and and you're always going to get there then that's number two um and number three like enjoy yourself with it. I know, again, that sounds kind of corny, but um, I think if you put too much pressure on yourself, um, you can end up making it a chore and you can hear that in music because it, it, it comes out as unnatural then, um, you know, if someone's not enjoying doing it. There's loads of music that gets created and it's maybe well-produced, you know, but boring <laughs> or it's, you know, there's not even, the production hasn't been, um, lovingly done, let's say, and it's just by numbers. Um, again, because of high expectancy sometimes on on people and from the, the industry sometimes, you know, for people to do things in a, a fashionable way. And you've got to forget all that a lot of the time. You know, if you if you see what the experts say, people who've been in there for years, they'll often not be following the rules that the magazines and, and um, the, the media will be saying, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. They'll just say, I've never done that. Um, and and yet they're quite successful, you know. So I think sometimes just taking a bit off pressure off yourself and, and thinking, I'm enjoying this, I don't care, um, is, is always a good way. So so what would you say is kind of like one of the biggest barriers that you and your peers are facing at the moment with, with regards to what you do? I mean, the obvious one is, is the live scene is pretty much... Um, not available um so a lot of people i know um you know are, are struggling because um the music industry itself has has had to adapt and change for that um uh, you know again suggesting to anyone to, to 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 stick in there and keep going with it um but i think that's probably the biggest barrier for people is obviously the live side of things at the moment you know you're going to get a lot of people writing a lot from home with the lockdown so um in a strange way there's a lot of creativity going on because of of where we are at the moment um in our current situation um live is the side that you know it's just not not happening so if you are thinking about performing or um trying to go in a band or trying to that's what you want to do keep there um you know we talk about it with where i work a lot and and people are booking um it's going to be happening again um it's just going to take a little bit of time before that starts up of course 
you, you mentioned um, your, your your other job um, a little bit. Um, obviously, uh, I've said in the introduction, you're like a, a music production mentor and you do one-to-one sessions. What, what exactly is is that about? What, what, what do you do? Well, I mean, I'm a technician mainly, so I'm a, I'm a specialist in music software. Um, so I'm plugins, um, all the DAWs, the digital audio workstations that get used to create music, um, the studio setups, everything like that is, is what I deal with um, with students. So um, actually learning and educating in that. Um, but all the, the mentoring and one-to-one um, one-to-one sessions are basically designed for people who really want to tailor something to, to say they want to spend some time um, on EQs or they want to spend some time um, songwriting because they can't quite finish a song off or um, they might want to spend some time with something specific like Ableton. Or, um, I tend to help by specialising in these things. I tend to help people by you know, taking them through on their own one-to-one um, to get through to those steps. And then mentoring is, you know, like um, we did a, um, a thing with a load of students swapping over with some a sound school in Berlin um, where they were about to do, just before all of this changed everything, they were about to do a live festival there, um, which obviously got canned. But um, I was mentoring people to how they could do like a live performance um, with electronic music, but with visuals and so VR and stuff like that. Um, and I was helping them to, to think about what they're going to need to be able to do that performance. So um, I've done stuff with a classical um, um, pianist where they wanted to be able to record in a certain way. And so just various things that come along to do with the studios, recording and, and music production. And, and do you think kind of giving back to, to the, the community, to the industry is, is as important as the work you produce? Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely do. Um, I mean, it, we're all part of that. There's, there's, a, there's always definitely like a, um, a family feel to, to the music industry, um, which is good because you can get support off people. Um, people can talk about things. There's a lot of forums out there. Um, you know, always, you can always think I'm in the same position as someone else here, um, and not think, you know, you're, you're out there on your own. Um, but yeah, it's important that the people from all of the creative industries, I think, you know, uh, help each other out and support each other, especially through times like this. So if you had to really think about it, what kind of, what kind of mark do you want to leave on, on the music industry? You know, if, when you retire, um or anything like that what 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 do you want to be known for um when it when it comes to that time i mean i've i've got a, i guess a, a back catalogue of music <laughs> that's kind of personal to me um but it's been released and so on you know and 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 you know it's great that people have followed that um i'm kind of happy with what that is and always hungry to, to write more so i guess at the end of that retiring with that uh, you know I, I don't know what what the feeling will be there because at the moment how I can feel is like I'll have to be dead in the ground before I stop, <laughs> um, or someone shoots me or something so um, um, I, I'd be happy to have you know the the, the sort of releases that I've released I've, I've, I'm proud of what I've done um, and you know and happy to have done that. 
Um, again, if we could kind of take it to the the, the here and now, um, could you think of any particularly good examples of of well produced music or good producers, um, you know, that you particularly admire at the moment? Yeah. Um... I mean, I was mentioning Kelp earlier on. I've really got into that guy's stuff. Um, um, Alexis Pereira as well, um, who's a guy who does a lot of um, like ambient sort of stuff. I, I mean, I like a lot of ambient stuff, but with, with synths, so going back to sort of the 80s synth wave, and, but, you know, all the nice sort of film soundtrack sounds. Um, so many electronic artists, but so many artists as well to mention. I think, to, again, to be honest, if I'm if I'm thinking about sort of groundbreaking producers, I think Aphex Twin for me was and still is 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 was so out there and different um, for the time. Um, um, him and Border Canada really for me were the were the original um, decent sort of different electronic artists that kind of. Um, you know it's them straight away. Um, the production, songwriting, um, and complete productions um, can only be them, um, and that's very, uh, very influential. So I think I think we mentioned it a little bit briefly before. You know, we were talking about benefits and everything. But if you could really distill what it is that you love the most about making music and working in this industry, what what do you think it would be? Um, I, I, it's the building process. Um, I, I think of, of writing. I think it's writing. Um, I think that's where where this can, what it boils down to for me is is literally the process of writing. You know, getting something from nothing and creating something. I'm not very much one for for you know cover versions and I do remix stuff, but I, I, I love the process of creating something from nothing. It's building basically. It's it's literally building. Um, I think that is the is the defining thing for for music for me. Damien, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and then to talk to you about about all your work. Um, obviously, like I said, your your EP is coming out. Probably will be out by the time um, by the time this episode goes out. So, where can people find out more about you and about your music and everything like that? Um, I've got a lot of online um, presence in, in in there's a website, Music of Damien O'Brien, um, and then all my artist stuff is up on. Um, um, Spotify, Apple Music, um, and then distributed on like Juno, um, Beatport, and so on. Um, but yeah, so Afferent, Cassini Division, Designer Thumbs, and The Dark Matter, it's all of all my aliases that stuff that's out there. Um, but if you go for mu- music of Damien O'Brien, you'll be able to find it because it's all there. Excellent. And, and well. You're a man of many faces and, and many personas. Yeah, a uh, <laughs> psychological thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Um, stay safe. I hope um, 2021 is productive and fruitful for you and I hope you can get back and doing some live performances again at some point because it'd be, it'd be cool to come and see you. Cool, thank you. Massive thanks to Damien for coming on and chatting to us all about his life in music. 
It's my pleasure to say that his new EP is available now at junodownload.com. Just search the Dark Matter red and green pin lights to find it or check out the links in the show notes. If you want to find out more about Damien's music, go to his website. It's www.damienobrien.wixsite.com slash music of Damien O'Brien to find out more. And again, that'll be in the show notes too. If you've enjoyed this week's episode of the show, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. It'll help to boost the show's status and in turn reach more people. You can find us on social media. It's at JobHunterPod on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, where you can also find our support group. This is a space for you to all share ideas, get more info about the jobs and people featured in the show, and to give any feedback on how you want the show to look in the future. Subscribe to our YouTube, where you can find some extra clips from the recordings. Just search Job Hunter Podcast. If you fancy coming on, or you want to share any of your job-based little wins, feel free to drop us an email. It's jobhunterpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening this week to the Job Hunter Podcast. I'll see you next time for another deep dive into another interesting profession. Welcome to the Job Hunter Podcast. I'm your host, Tim French. Have you ever wondered what it takes to become a fighter pilot? Or perhaps you've always wanted to be a fly on the wall inside an operating theatre. Maybe you're just interested in finding out more about some of Britain's most intriguing professions. Come along and join the virtual careers fair as I ask the nation about their vocations. From barristers to butchers, scientists to supermarket heroes and everything in between, the Job Hunter Podcast will delve beneath a job title and talk to the people at the heart of their professions. If you want to be involved, then get in touch. There is no job too small, no tail too tall. So sit back, relax, grab a cuppa, and enjoy the show. Enjoy the show.